welcome to Three Cops Talk. On this podcast, three active duty police officers discuss behind the scenes stories and real life accounts of what it's like to be a cop. Every episode, you'll get an inside look at the challenges and dangers they face on a daily basis, as well as the triumphs and inspirational moments that make it all worth it. If you want to understand more about the men and women who put their lives on the line for us every day, then this is the show for you. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hey folks, this is a great episode for anyone working within the law enforcement field, since many of us will eventually want or even need to work outside of this unique profession. If you don't necessarily know the best way to translate your skills and experience to the civilian job market, our guests, Kim Triplett-Kolerich and Christina Kolerich of Sheepdog Resume are here to help guide you through that process. Please check it out. Views and opinions expressed in this episode belong solely to the hosts and do not represent the views of any professional organization. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Did you guys see that thing in Jersey uh, with that chief? That was pretty unique. Slammed. I slam my chief now. <laughs> Do you remember in, in the 90s, that sleazy dude that would go to locations <laughs> where there was obviously a lot of drinking going on, whether it be a known location for that or, you know, a party um, with a video camera. Right, right. And he'd prey upon drunk young women and convince them to do things um, with money and the video camera and a waiver, of course, right. to do things that, you know, they would obviously regret. Uh, when they were sober, this was like literally like chief. Chief's gone, gone wild. wild. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and look, I'm not trying to make light of the fact that maybe this has an issue that he's got to contend with. But again, in our work, we got to stop making these excuses. We know better than anybody else's cops. When these things are bad, we take people to jail for that. We don't get a pass because we're cops when we're doing this stuff. And I think when you watch that video, I couldn't believe it. I was like literally flabbergasted that this was going on. Like, this is an era of body camps. It's just like this guy is walking up on this scene. And, and he's not working. Let's clarify. He was not working. He just shows up drunk. He's off duty, shows up, and you immediately hear when he's talking, you'd be like, this would be all evidence that I would use to convince somebody that this guy was intoxicated on some level. And, and he grabs this sergeant that's running the scene and he's like close talking, soft talking the guy like, hey, what, are you, what are you wearing? So weird, <laughs> right? Hassle. What is this? A nine seven six call? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the sergeant's like, Chief. What? What's up? It's you know, I want you to take that off. That's unserviceable. Like it, a two a.m. uniform inspection <laughs> in the middle of what is a a DWI? You know, personal injury crash. It's like wh- what? And the sergeant who is handling this like a champ. He's he's. Literally, than my new hero. As the sergeant's walking away, I guess something got physical where now the sergeant, who's not a little guy, picks his chief up and slams him down on the hood of a <laughs> squad car. And you hear it. And then the body cameras obviously account for it. It's like, it's insane. Could you imagine the telling tale was the poor officer that was in the middle of all this? Did you see on the video when the chief is like, you know, he he he's he doesn't know whether to suspend him, you know, okay, then I'm going home. Well, no, you got to go to the station. You're going to jail. Like he said, you're. I want you to arrest him. And everybody's like, what? Where are we? Cop with the, the taller guy with the gray hair. That you know, he finally pulls the chief away, and and he goes, and and the chief goes, well, you know, uh, we're gonna get a statement. And the guy goes, I didn't see what happened, chief. You know, because his back was turned. He goes, I didn't see what happened, chief. And the chief goes, well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Did you? 
And that poor guy is like, he's, you see him like in the, in the background with the two, the Sergeant Major is the guy's name is Sergeant Major. I thought that was as ranked as his actual name. So how cool is that? Your yeah. name is Sergeant Major. Yeah, you, you had to be in law enforcement if your name is Sergeant Major. <laughs> so are you serious? That was his real name? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you had to be in charge too, which is kind of cool. And he definitely took charge. I mean, I know there's probably a lot of people that lived a fantasy of them, their own with leadership through that sergeant you know what I mean? He's like a, <laughs> and for further reference uh the town we're talking about it's called bradley beach in monmouth county new jersey and the chief's name right. is leonard guida uh so it's at the jersey shore the infamous jersey shore like uh mtv and then commander right. snooki showed up can you hold my hair i got throw up well, uh, the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office launched an investigation into this as such, determining that the chief, I guess, was at fault because the chief is now retired six right. months ahead of schedule after he was suspended and uh, Sergeant Major got to stay on the job. It was a little unnerving to watch that, especially in this day and age with how much scrutiny we face. Well, and, and it's unique that it's a a boss, a chief like that. I think that's what made right. it even more level. outrageous. Right. It's right. like officers get themselves in enough trouble doing things, you know, younger. And- in, in 21 years at the agency I was at, I never saw a chief at a, at a scene. Ever. When I woke up, I was like, what did I do last night? Like, what did I do? Well, although we're poking some fun at this, um, this unique incident definitely illustrates the fact that you have to leave this profession at some point sooner or later, whether it be, because you personally decided to, you've overstayed your welcome or you're unfortunately forced out. And although in most cases we see it coming because we've known for it for the last at least 20 to 25 years, um, we're not prepared for it. We often don't know how to translate our skills from the law enforcement world to the civilian market. And obviously, a lot of us still need to collect paychecks and we need somebody, so to speak, to breach a door for us. And you know, you look around and you think, well, you know, what do we got? Who's out there? And the good thing for us is we have this organization of folks that really have a passion for law enforcement as well as getting people hired and taking care of coppers uh, in a post-police world. And that's Sheepdog Resume. And our guests today, uh, Kim and Christina, are here with us to kind of walk us through some of the things that people, no matter at what point they are in their career, that are transitioning from something that we always say, you're blue for a minute, you're blue for a lifetime. Kim, Christina, thank you so much Welcome. for being here today. Welcome. Thanks for having us. If you could kind of give us a background on both y'all, um, so how this the nexus of Sheepdog Resume, and we'll kind of go from there. Uh, thanks for having us. You guys are a real, real uh, honor to be here. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Chicago, first of all, from uh, <laughs> uh, the main streets of Bridgeport, yes. born and raised uh, around Arms yes. Square Park, on Sox Park, and it'll always be Sox Park, <laughs> no matter where it May move right. to, which is another whole scary situation. You can put it on the board, yeah! But a shout out to Chicago PD and, uh, of course, all our uh, friends there. I'll introduce myself first. Uh, I'm Kim Triplett-Colrich. I'm a retired sergeant with the Washington State Patrol here in the Seattle area. Did all my time in the King County area, the busy part. Yeah. And I absolutely loved my career. Um, came a, an opportunity for me to leave my loved profession and loved attachment to go to Bank of America. I worked there for almost two years until it was time um, to move. And I wasn't willing to move out of state for that. And so I ended up retiring and um, tried to be a stay at home lifeguard for our son at the time, who was a little, a little guy and 
so that's not going to happen. I had too much gas <laughs> left in my tank and I need to go get a real job. And uh, so I've landed at the Washington State Attorney General's office where I do same kind of investigations, criminal in nature. I wrote a search warrant today. I do all kinds of stuff the same way I did when I was a detective for nine years in the Washington State Patrol. There are a number of jobs, uh, new career paths that are out there for those of us that are retired. Um, it's just ama- it's just making sure that you can make that jargon translation from all of what we speak into corporate speak. And uh, that's what Christina is really fantastic at is making that transition of words and the platform of the resume and knowing the tricks of uploading your resume and what kind of words they're looking for. And um, we just enjoy interviewing all of our clients and, and getting to know them and they become part of our blue family. And, and then we hope that they, get a second career somewhere. I, I guess to go back for a second, to give you a little more credit than you gave yourself, came retired after 26 years with the state patrol, um, went to bank of America as a vice president of corporate security. So got the job that many uh, law enforcement officers want to get into. She was in charge of 13 States uh, corporate security and then corporate uh, it, a lot different than uh, law enforcement in many ways. But one of them is, uh, you can just be moved or fired or uh, told you're going to move or you will be fired, right. you know, at yeah, any right. time. So, yeah. uh, so we had a little one at that time uh, who was grown up and uh, we weren't going to move. So Kim wonderfully landed at what I believe to be the best job of your life, uh, uh, gets the big time uh, embezzlers and money launderers and uh, real big – big deal gets for the taxpayers and the citizens of Washington state now is with the attorney general's office. So nice. I want to give you a little more credit because she made the, the point of that she made the transition out of a 26 year career as a state trooper, you know, and detective right. and sergeant into it. Um, and where I come from, Kim's obviously the LEO side of the house, uh, the company where I come from is uh, writing and presenting. And I come from a career in broadcast journalism uh, throughout the country and then ended up in my hometown, very fortunate in Chicago, um, where I got to work with the people I grew up watching and listening to, which was very fortunate. So through my years, I also owned a brand management communi- crisis communications company. So I know how to tell a story. I know how to tell a narrative and craft your story because that's what everyone's career is. It's their personal narrative, their professional narrative. So Kim brings the LEO stuff. I bring the writing stuff and we it and we care about each of our clients truly they're not just clients to us anybody can right. a resume we actually care about your career uh where you want to go next your family we've been there ourselves we know what it's like um and then uh, i write it and turn it into something you can present so that's that's the nexus of how our company started and i should tell you how it started was uh through the years Kim's friends would come to me and say, Hey, can you write a resume for me? I know you're a writer and you know how to do this, write a resume. And I'd say, yes, you know, not a problem. I'll help you do that. And then it grew and grew. And then it was, you know, Jimmy's third cousin, <laughs> sheriff's best friend in Iowa. Right. He used to get a lot of law enforcement. Can you help him get a corporate job? Like, wait, let's turn this into a business. And then yeah. the light bulb yeah. went off. And that was, 
That was right. That was like 12, 13 years ago now. And I went, oh, this is, there's a need for this and there's a niche and there's nobody doing this. There are people who will say they're consultants or they're, and there are officers who have served X amount of years and go talk to other officers to tell them how to do it. But there's truly nothing else. We we say that we're the leading, we're technically the only um, truly doing this as a law enforcement family with the journalism background, of course. Um, to be able to work with, uh, we work with the entire gamut from, you know, street cops, uh, state troopers, chiefs, lots of chiefs, assistant chiefs, all the way up to super high ranking feds, uh, national security, national intelligence. Um, it's, it's a real honor. If anything we want to express, it is a real honor for us. To, to work That's with everybody. Awesome. And you can relate to people in the profession, which is nice. You know, you have that where you can relate to people. Oh, yeah, we, have that. we know exactly. Uh, a big thing that Kim does, you guys, is uh, she was a founding member of the Washington State Patrol Peer Support and Critical Incident Team back 20-something years ago. So she brings all of that uh, to this. And then one might say, well, what does that have anything to do with finding a job or a resume? Well, if you're on the law enforcement side, I bet you can answer that while you're listening <laughs> right. to this. You need some right. peer support. Uh, you, right. What you guys go through, what you men and women go through um, is hard, period, on a daily basis. And now you want to transfer over and there are reasons for wanting to transition out vary. But one of them is because you can't take it anymore. Right. Get a medical out or your spouse is coming to you um, at the end of COVID Kind of midway through COVID, we had spouses reaching out to us and saying, as a Christmas present, hint, hint, my spouse, I want to buy this for my spouse. Um, he or she needs to, they they need to, and they're not willing yeah. to admit it. And I'm like, you have that conversation right. first. Give him my phone number. Call me. I'm not going to call somebody and say, hey, your other half just suggested that you should leave our profession because that's that's a personal <laughs> yeah, thing. But you get a lot um, of phone calls on been, a daily basis. <laughs> we actually do, and yeah, I, I get a do. lot of I get a lot of times where I'll allocate um, an hour, hour and a half to interviewing somebody. It's not just just not the who, will run, and why of your career, but also where do you want to go? What is your passion? Like now that you, if you're free enough to have the pension check, then you've got the ability to go do something that you really want to do. And hey, maybe that's working at Home Depot and getting 50% <laughs> off your tools. I don't know. Right, right. I have a friend that works at REI. She retired from us as a lieutenant. She works at REI because she climbs Mount Rainier like yeah. six times a year. It's all and does gear. all these camping trips for REI. Right, right. Yeah. Why not? She doesn't have to pay 600 bucks for an R-Tech jacket like I do. So, you know, if it's whatever you want, but they still don't know how to make that skill set translation. And that's what we're good at. And then just the fear of, um, you know, how do we, what's the first step? How do I do this? Where should I apply? A lot of people don't realize that a lot of our, a lot of our skill set is also into emergency management. Maybe it's into HR investigations now. A lot is based on, um, you know, trying to not have an insider threat inside your company. And being an HR investigator as they're hiring in, or if you think they're inserted corrupt employee, we with those red flags just yeah. come to us. And we, a lot of companies want us uh, to work for them, even though you would think by listening to some of the news that, 
they all hate us. It's not true. Corporate America knows the skill set right. we have, and they want us on the team. Well, and you probably so, and you, and uh, and we, we we yeah, I'm sure you get you know you do a job like this for twenty, twenty five, thirty years. And you filled out an application to get hired. Maybe you've done a resume that you had to do just as a part of a promotional process or putting in for a specialty job, but it's really not probably an in-depth resume <laughs> like you would be going out into the corporate world, leaving the, the public sector. So I'm sure that's, and myself included, I mean, you think about like, wow, what would I really have to have in that resume? What do I really know? Because the only jobs that I've had to have a resume for was it. I want to be a detective. Like I want to do this. Yeah. And now I need to market myself to this whole new audience. So that's why I think you guys really fit the bill there. It's great. And you two are the only two that are doing this at this level for approximately 18,000 police organizations across the United States. The DOD does this all the time for people transitioning out of the military. So what you're doing is it, it literally is unheard of in our work and it's so needed I, my last job, I did not enjoy. I, I hoped for so much out of it. I couldn't stand it, but I felt helpless because everywhere I reached, it's funny you said Home Depot. I li literally applied for Home Depot and I was like, well, if it turns into something, I'll do it. If I, I applied to it, never heard back from them. I wasn't like applying for like the vice president of, you know, power tools or, you know, Ryobi <laughs> or whatever it is out there. I was like literally just looking for a job that I could go and be like, hey, let me. Uh, Hi, how are your chrysanthemums? Right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, like those kind of things. Didn't hear anything back from them. I'm filling out Indeed job application after Indeed job application. No one ever really got back to you. And I was like, and I was being told at the same time, employers can't find good employees. Right. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, we got to talk to them. Because like this, like there are probably so many people in our boat as cops right now. Let's say I'm calling you right now. I find you guys on the internet. How's that process work? Great question. No, that's it. You're right on with most 90% of uh, of our clients, uh, two points to this. One, I want to tell you how what the process is, and two, I want to explain to you why you didn't get called back. Okay, it's your personality. I must have known you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's funny. You didn't return. You didn't return your power rotter twenty years ago. You <laughs> <laughs> flagged in the anyway, system. Anyway. Anyway, these ladies <laughs> take care of this for us, please. So here's what happens when you call us, however you find us. And we go to some conferences every year. Kim does because she loves to, she's the mayor, I call her. So she loves to. I just like to talk to she Blue She likes family. to talk to Blue right, family. So right. she goes to conferences and, and that's, we just go because we want to make sure people know that there's an answer for them, right? This is where you can start, use us or not. But let me tell you, there's a, a reason why you're not going to get a job. And we can tell you pretty much why you're not going to get a job. Mm. Um, but what starts is, so you contact us, um, You I, I get the email or the phone call. Um, I do a little introduction. We set up an interview time with Kim. Uh, and, and, and most resume companies, uh, firstly, there's a million of them out there. If anybody's listening and doing that, stay away from the ones that say they will fast resume you within two days for a hundred dollars. It's not, you're going through AI and that's how they're doing it. So you are not saving money because you will not get looked at at all. There's, of course, I'm generally speaking, there may be a percentage that somehow ekes through, but you won't because there are elements that you have to have in your resume. Get to in a second. So, so um, Kim will talk to you for, an hour, an hour and a half. We care. 
Like it's not just mm-hmm. about most, most resume companies have you fill out a, a sheet that says, tell me about your jobs, your years, what you've done, your duties. We don't do that. We talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> you send us your history or whatever resume you have in the past. We talk to you. We pull it out. Kim gives me the notes. Um, I write it up, write your resume, uh, decide from you what you're interested in, hear from you what you're interested in. Some, some are security management, some are workplace violence, insider threats, um, investigators, you know, something in corporate like that. Others truly don't know. And some are super high level where the general resume that you would do on Indeed or governmentjobs.com, they don't fit in because they're second, third in charge of NCIS and FBI. I mean, yeah. That's mm-hmm. super high level as well as the, the general uh, state trooper or street cop or uh, assistant police chief who wants to move up to the next police chief level, right? Mm-hmm. We treat everybody the same. Everybody's career is valuable. Everybody's a family they want to do right by. We were in that boat. We know the exact feeling. Right. Uh, the excitement, fear, the worry. Also, the financial part of do we take the pension now? Do we not take the I don't have enough to take a pension. What do I do next? How am I going to make enough? These jobs say they, they pay from 100000 to 400000 What does that mean? <laughs> right? So we're able to tell you, to tell you all that um, so that if I make it. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the order, how it happens. And then I get it to you and then the client and I will work on it until it's perfect. Um, I write you a general cover letter. Um, also do your LinkedIn, which some people say that, oh, I don't want LinkedIn. That's social media. I don't want it. It is not social media. For that, that gets noted. <laughs> it's not social media. It is the electronic handshake and the business card of the now of marketing yourself. Absolutely, that is how yeah. you and you need it to search for jobs. You need it to network and make connections, um, which I, we can also explain more. Um, but that's an important part of it. Uh, up until this past year, I was doing um, unlimited resume revisions or, and tailoring to each job you apply to and cover letters. The amount of demand is just too great for that. So I now tutor our clients on how to do that themselves. So I will write you whatever you want the resume for and the cover letter, and then I'll teach you how to tailor it. Um, and that's super important. Yeah. So part of it, you guys have probably not looked for a job. Well, the Home Depot job, there would be an required and desired job skills yeah. and a job posting and your resume has to match that word count for word count. One of the AI systems is called ATS. Mm-hmm. And it literally reads the resume. And if you if it requires a bachelor's degree or master's and you don't have it, you're going to automatically not go to the next level of the interview right. process. So the first couple are just kind of screenings. Yeah. And then, and so that's why when we work with the clients and why doing this on your own isn't going to work because it's what I refer to in my job is garbage in, <laughs> garbage out. If you're building a resume saying, I'm a SWAT guy, I'm a this guy. I I've I've done collision investigations, and then you just leave it at that. That's not unpacking your skill set enough to make the desired and required job skills, because companies don't understand what it takes to become a reconstructionist or a technical collision investigator, and or how to do some of these things. And you have to remember the people reviewing your resume have only watched us on TV. <laughs> right, right. I've had a friend yeah. that's a bad job. 
bad experience with law enforcement. So when we write their resume, for us, it's the wow factor of, wow, Sean has a lot to offer Home Depot here. He could work in several different departments, right? But until he reads that, they're only going to think, oh, okay, he's just, he's, he's a, re- a former cop. He doesn't fit any of these skill sets. That's not true at all. And that's why I spend a lot of time interviewing people to find out a lot of things. And the one thing I want to also pass along is sometimes we think it's like total BS that we get awards or national certificates for officer of the year for your agency or your county or MADS awards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Corporate America and, and even my agency, which I'm not speaking on behalf of right now, they love those awards. They expect cops and military personnel to mm-hmm. have awards. So you got to tell us right, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, it took yeah, 45 right, right, minutes right. for me to interview a gal that has had three national certifications in investigations and then was a school resource officer and all these things that she had that it was at the very end when I said, is there anything else that I should know about your career? Cause it just felt like there was a hole missing. Yeah. She's like, well, I got these other things. And I'm like, and anybody that has a drone certification, that is like one of the really? hot things right now hmm. in wow. especially critical infrastructure, security issues, all the national yeah. uh, fusion center daily bulletins are coming out with all these, our critical infrastructure is being questioned, the security of that right now. So if you're a drone operator, the FAA 120 wow. license thing, you're going to have an excellent second career cool. somewhere. Everybody That's wants awesome. to hire you. I think a lot of that comes from, though, to your point, uh, what you're saying here is like thinking about it. I'm like, that's just commonplace for us in the police world. We're like, yo, this is just everybody's got one. Everybody's got an SRO. Everybody's got this. Everybody's got that. Everybody's there's a new officer of the year every year. If you're there for 20 years, you kind of get like, oh, I guess so. Uh, and, And like we kind of like devalue our own worth. Because we're surrounded with it all the time, you know, and uh, it's great to hear that because that is exactly what I did. I was like, they don't care about, you know, rescue task force instructor (laughs) at the national level. I think that's one of the things is, I mean, I just, I would assume because we're around it all day. Familiarity breeds contempt. Right. Yeah. And even the awards, the things that you get awards for that I think most cops are kind of humble, like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm just doing my job kind of thing. You know what I mean? They're not running around their police department bragging about all the awards they got for everything. But from what you're saying is like, that's the stuff that you want to hear from people because it's like, hey, let's talk about why you got these awards. Let's talk about all these things that you did, you know, because you're in a whole new arena. And all habits die hard because that's what Kim started with. Kim started with that when she started out. And then Christina had to say, let me tell you one of the things that she did that she is like being very humble about. Right, right. right. Well, that's a good point. There are three key things you need to know. Three. When you put a resume together and when you want to get a job or transition one out of law enforcement or even from one job to another. Okay. Three things. One, keywords. Your resume needs to contain keywords that match the job description. How do you find the keywords? Look in the job description, see what it says, and then make sure you put examples in your resume that equal those keywords. Because the applicant tracking system, which is the ATS, which some companies, not all use, but they get hundreds of resumes in for jobs. Nobody sits there like it was back in the 80s or 90s and somebody sits there and goes through each one, mostly. They have to put it through the ATS first. 
So if those keywords aren't matching, you're not going to an actual human to look at you. And if they don't have an applicant tracking system and they have a junior level HR person or any HR person, guess what they're looking for? They're scanning it to look for keywords. Because otherwise, if you don't have that, you're not going to get looked at, right? Mm. Second thing is relevancy. Your resume needs to be relevant to the job. For example, you... This is a, this has happened many times, but there is a say say you're a SWAT guy or a capital police officer or a you know a, a high ranking national security guy, whatever you are, right? But you are uh, very good at investigations. You are an investigator guy, and the job you really want to do is security management right? You want to do critical facility security. You want to do event management. You want to do anything like that, but you have no uh, executive protection experience. You have no real calculable, tangible experience protecting a critical facilities. You know, you can do the job, you have the skills, but unless you're able to show the relevancy of what you've done to the job, you will not get looked at. It is a waste of your time and my time, honestly, writing you a resume that I know you're not going to get looked at. So if you have it in your resume or in your history, Kim will help pull it out for you and I will easily translate it. But you have to have a relevancy in your resume to the job you're going for. Don't tell me you've investigated 500 investigations when you're going for a security manager position. We can mention it, but it's not going to be relevant. So they're going to look, when they scan the person, they're going to look for the the person with the security management. Um, So relevancy, keywords and relevance. And what comes on me is your skills need to be able to go from, to be translatable from law enforcement into business. Right. That's the number. That's the that's the third key to your resume coming out of law enforcement in any capacity. Um, you're a SWAT guy. You've been a SWAT guy for 20 years. You've done a million great things. How is Home Depot, just for an example, or any other company, why would they hire a SWAT guy? They're not going to hire a SWAT guy. Obviously. They're going to hire a, a law enforcement <laughs> officer. The gold star for perfect X number of critical of critical incidents, right? Who have responded to emergency management, who has done all that. That's where I come in. That's what one of the strengths of having us is because I can translate that. So keywords, relevancy, and translatable skills. Well, you know, now you tell me I went at that laser surgery to get rid of my sleeve tattoo. It was so damn painful. How how am I going to get to the card card corral with my sleeve tattoo? It's intimidating to people. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was great. Anyway. Well, that's blue. Yeah, it's an old Navy vet who hangs around my store a lot. But don't worry about it. He's legit. I feel like I talk to a lot of people that are coming up on retirement age and they're like, I don't really know what I'm going to do financially. And I'm thinking, man, what, how, how, you been, how you been getting by the last 25 years, you know? But there, but there are a lot of people in that situation. I, I, I didn't realize that there were so many people in our profession that get to that retirement window and they're like, oh, now I really got to start figuring out what am I going to do when I leave here kind of thing. So- yeah, and then we have a lot of guys that come back because it's 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 healthcare. Like they'll do thirty years on the job and then come back because of healthcare. They don't know what else to do. How we counsel mm-hmm. them, or how I do it anyway when I talk to them, is uh, being a coming from the world of journalism. You ask the yeah. questions. You know, right. you go into these interviews. Hey, you know what? You're 
you have one thing going for you uh, among many things, but one major thing, uh, and I would like all officers listening to understand this, um, you have freedom now to choose <laughs> right, what you want to right. do. For the past 5, 10, 20, 30 years, you were told to be every day on this shift no matter what right. you're doing, whether you're a chief or yeah, whatever you yeah. are, right? You now have the choice to decide what yeah. you want. So get your financial house in order. Go talk to your retirement systems people. You know, one, start preparing early, even if you're – and I'll tell you what, the feds, all fed people we work with, every federal agent, every whatever rank there are in the federal government are prepared. It is the city cops and the mm -hmm. state cops, the officers that are less prepared. Um, and to me, I take that as they're they're just doing their jobs and want to do the right. best job and move on to yeah, the next yeah. thing. They're right. not thinking, oh, wait, I need to generally yeah, speaking. Right. right. So my number one is ask your internal questions. But if you get an interview or when you start mm -hmm. networking, ask those right. questions. You're not just going to get right. something. Yeah. You can actually negotiate yourself sure. a better yeah. deal yeah. too. Mm. So questions. No, you're in charge. Number one, every officer listening, you're in charge of your future, period. You're in yeah. charge. Nobody's telling you anymore what to do. <laughs> you get to decide. Hang on. I'm going to tell Debbie that. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And if you have already transitioned out and you're listening to this show, you remember these folks are available to you as well. If you're somewhere where you're just hating what you were doing and you're thinking, well, I don't know if I can go back to LE, but I do definitely have some skills that can help me, reach out to them. They're, uh, they're a great resource. I mean, I learned stuff here that I should have probably – I wish right. I knew you guys about 18 <laughs> months ago. You, know, you get out. You think you're good. You get a job. You're not content with it. But the only place you can go back to is the last place you had discernible skills. You felt you were valued. And you had some decent benefits. So to give yourself some state of mind, as well as your family, reach out to Kim and Christina. Give them your business. Right. Call them. Let them know what's going on. Because this is great. And that being said, Kim and Christina, where can people best get a hold of y'all? Yeah, they just go right to our website, uh, Sheepdog Resume, sheepdogresume.com. And uh, click on the email uh, and it'll come right to us. Also, we're 100% on um, internal promotional resumes at different oh, nice. ranks from corporal up mm -hmm. to chiefs. And we, we really talk people through that, too. So it's not just those bouncing right. out, but also the internal yeah. upward. We are 100%. We are so well, we, and for the records, but we don't get anybody a job. What, I, what we do is help you be prepared to go toward your mm -hmm. next step. And the mm -hmm. number one thing you need is a document showing your career and how you are relevant and the value you bring to that next organization. That is what we do. We fully cheerlead, support, champion your success. We are here for you through the whole process. Uh, we help prepare you for the interviews. That's just bonus. Like that's just because yeah, yeah. we love yeah, you. Right. You know what I mean? That's because that's the right, right thing to do. There's not, there's, uh, there's no fees for anything. We don't care about that. And in fact, we're, we're so under, um, I Price. kind of made it underpriced because as I put on the website, uh, the LEOs are not CEOs, <laughs> you know, we're, right, if you're a right. CEO, those, those resumes, you know, are $2,000 or $3,000 of resume. Uh, that's right. not who we are because LEOs aren't CEOs. And this is our life. We genuinely care. That's great. Um, don't need to do this. I was very happy doing my, my business and my company. And then, you know, everybody's third cousin needed a job. So it came to us. 
we're just very honored to, to assist and help. And always, you can call us and just talk. Like, we just want to help the Blue family, period. That's awesome. And then we're going to have links on our well, links on the website. Uh, that you, know, you can go to their website and get all the information. And that website's going to be 3 com. the number 3 com. And on that, we'll have links to their website, emails, and all their information. And then for us, uh, please go to where you get your podcast, leave a rating, a review, subscribe. We really want to get the word out to the world to make it a better place for a lot of people. And any questions, suggestions for shows, email us at 3 talk at gmail.com. Thank you, Kim and Christina, for coming. That's it's awesome. It really is awesome because I mean, I don't think there's people don't think about when it's time to leave that they can just put a resume that they put together 20 years ago when they were going for you know the traffic unit or something. You know, Um, so it's super important. Really, thank you for guys for taking up that work for the Blue Family. We really appreciate it, and everybody out there have a great day.